0: is going This is your man L. Jamal giving you another edition of Never Out of Bounds, of course. This is a place we can say what you want as long as you got the facts today. I'm going to be giving you guys the NBA and the college basketball news and updates. I was not able to fit in uh, yesterday. Uh, so we got we got some news here. We also got some scores from last night in the NBA, as well as look at the standings for the first time since the all-star break. And in college basketball, we're gonna take a look at the new top 25, as well as some scores. Last week that led to it, as well as the most recent scores for this week, as well. So, let's get into it. Uh, we got, of course, NBA news to go over real quick. Starting off with Kyrie Irving of the Nets, he'll be having a season ending arthroscopic surgery on his right shoulder. Of course, we've been about this issue uh, pretty much this whole season. He has just played in 20 total games uh, this year, and he has missed uh, time uh, due to his shoulder, of course, and also a knee sprain, which happened just recently. Uh, now, Kyrie will scored 55 points in the first game of the year against the, in an the overtime win against the Timberwolves, uh, and in his 20 games, he's averaged 27 points, 27.4 points and 6.4 assists, so again, uh, he's definitely been a good addition uh, to the Nets roster, uh, he's definitely been helping them out uh, in terms of production. But again, he hasn't been consistent, and he hasn't been there a whole lot to really help them turn the corner. As you can see, uh, the Nets are now 26-29, and 29, actually, uh, I believe, 27-29. and 29, I believe they took a loss last night as well, and they are 7th in the conference. So, they have a long way to go, but I, I mean, they... They do have some consistency with, with Spencer Dinwiddie. He's been there for a while. I mean, he might be able to salvage something and at least maybe see to it that they, you know, finish with a winning record on the season and uh, at least maybe finish with a succeeded I mean, you have, you know... Orlando at the, at the AFC, but I think Orlando is really well off, uh, in terms of getting to the playoffs, although they have some solid stats in terms of defense, we'll get into that just a little bit, but, um, I, I, it's, it's really disappointing, um, just, just the injury, you know, that Kyrie had to go through, just, you know, trying to prove himself, you know, finally, you know, feeling like he's found that place, and again, you know he, he's not healthy enough to uh, see it through so uh, he'll be back next year uh, they'll have Durant as well and uh, hopefully these guys will be at the top of their game and really healthy and ready to go because that's what this team has well at least the front office has invested a lot of money into doing so uh, you already got Kyrie Irving not being able to play uh, you know in his first year and of course you didn't even have Durant at all so uh, that's that's something that the Nets got to think about going into the future. Uh, we have another news uh, story to go story to go through real quick. And the Bucks have clinched a playoff spots uh, playoff spot. They're currently 49 and 8 with an overtime win last night against the Wizards. Uh, they have 54 days left in the NBA season. This is one of the fastest uh, clinch uh, playoff clinching teams. Well, I guess they've done it the fastest, uh, just about in NBA history. One of the fastest teams to do it. If that's, if that's the case. Uh, the the key ingredient, of course, to the Bucks' success this year is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the, N- the MVP candidate, as is averaging 30 points a game, 13.6 rebounds, also 5.8 assists, as well as a steal and a block. It is the high, and has the highest uh, player efficiency rating in the, in actually in league history at 32.49. Um, and in my opinion, that's enough to kind of. Just at this point, we'll see how the rest of the year goes because this is pretty much the regular season trophy. I would say if if Milwaukee remains this dominant, uh, they are also on pace to win 70 wins. Uh, he's uh, the Bucks are pretty much the dominant team as a whole. Outside of him, they are first in off- offense, averaging 119.7 points a game. They're first in pace. Uh, they're also third in offensive rating at 113.7. They're also seventh in defense, only uh, giving up 107, a little bit over 107 points a game, and they are first in defensive rating. So again, this is this is by the, by the stats they're dominant. By the way, if they look, that they're dominant, especially. Especially when Giannis is on top of his game, of course, he is the highest, he's the the, the most efficient player in history at this moment, um, and I think that goes. I mean, that and with the way he's playing and Kawhi, you know, taking days off and all that, I definitely think that makes Giannis, in my opinion, the best player uh, in the league right now. Um, there's there has to be something said about people doing it every night and doing it on a, on a an on everyday basis to the point where they have the best record in the league. Currently the Clippers have the best the third best record in the West. So you have to look at that what that is so I'm gonna go right now my MVP candidate because of the because of the efficiency rating and because of what's at stake right now for the Bucks at least their history and their ability to make their own franchise history and being able to actually put themselves in a favor and a really good spot for the finals and being a, being a contender there I'm gonna have to go with Giannis I think if they keep the pace up Giannis was the MVP and he's currently your best player in basketball Uh, Regardless of what they say, you got to play every day. And he plays every day. So let's get to the scores uh, from last night. Uh, we have an Eastern Conference matchup between the Hawks and the Sixers. Uh, the Sixers get the win in this one. 129 to 112 is the final score there. The Sixers are 36 and 22. The Hawks are 17 and 42. Uh, for the Hawks, they were led by Trey Young. He'll go on to have 28 points, 10 assists, and 7 rebounds. And despite losing this one uh, by a significant margin, they were able to have two other 20 point scores, with Senator Wayne Dedman, uh, he would have 22.7 rebounds and 2 assists and forward John Collins would have 21 points and 9 rebounds for the Sixers, they were led by center Joel Embiid, he would have 49 points 14 rebounds and 3 assists forward Tobias Harris would have uh, 25.6 rebounds and 4 assists and guard Furkan Korkmaz would have 15 points 6 rebounds and 2 assists coming off the bench, a couple notes from this game uh, pretty much better shooting for Philly all around, uh, they shot 50 uh, over 50% from the field, uh, 40% from three and also 90% from the free throw line. So there was, there was some action. There was some chippy play, but again, uh, the Sixers were able to convert at the line and they also uh, had 27 team assists, team assists. So they were able, they pretty much passed the ball uh, pretty well as on top of that. Uh, moving on, like I said, mentioned before, the Bucks got an overtime win against the Wizards, 137 to 134. Uh, the Cavs were able to beat the Heat and overtime as well. One, 19. I'm sorry, 125 to 119. Like I said, that game went to overtime, and uh, we got a uh, we got an East versus West matchup between the Rockets and the Knicks. Uh, the Rockets win this one 123 to 112. The Rockets uh, go to 37 and 20. Of course, the Knicks not having the greatest year as usual, 17 and 40. Uh, for the Knicks, uh, they did, they did get a good game from their rookie R.J. Barrett, 21 points, six rebounds, and three assists. He's having a great year. And for Julius Randle. 17 points uh 12 rebounds to so a double double there. He also added three assists to that. Uh Rockets uh James Harden 37 points for him, 9 assists and 6 rebounds. Uh guard Ben McLemore 17 points. Uh he would have three rebounds coming off the bench and finally Eric Gordon uh the shooting guard there would have uh, actually the be the small for it now with their lineup yeah whatever 16 points and two assists and they're not too much to say here i mean the knicks are a dumpster fire and uh the rockets are doing their best they they can do with a small lineup and without having a legitimate center and um you know They just had a really good night against a really weaker team. So uh, not too much to report there, but a a win, a win for the Rockets. Uh, The Timberwolves take a loss to the Mavericks, 139-123. and The Suns get a, a win against the Jazz pretty a pretty significant upset of course where the jazz being with the jazz are at 131 to 111 is the final score there and finally uh, you got the Grizzlies taking an L here to the Clippers the clippers finally snapped in that uh, three game loser streak 124 to 97 a dominant win uh, I don't think uh, I don't think the Grizzlies were within less than 20 at any point in the game. I know that. Uh, I don't know the exact number because they did get between like 26 I think in the 3rd and the 4th and then just the Clippers moved the door off the handle again. But anyways uh, the Grizzlies go below 500 at 28 and 29 and the Clippers are, uh, sorry the Grizzlies go 28 and 29 and the Clippers are 38 and 19. Uh, for the Grizzlies of course they were led by John Morant. 16 points for him. Uh, you also got uh, center Gorgie Dang and also for Josh uh, Josh Jackson. Excuse me, getting 14 points each coming off the bench. Uh, Ding would add. Dang would add uh, 10 rebounds to that. Josh Jackson would add five rebounds to that. Uh, so we got that. I guess that's what. That's all you got uh, for the Clippers got 28-25 points from Kawhi, 8 rebounds and 3 assists. Montrez Harrell would have 22 points coming off the bench, as well as 3 rebounds. Uh, forward Marcus Morris, uh, Guard Landry-Sumet, uh, and guard Jamichael Green would all have 13 points coming off the bench. Actually, <clears throat> Marcus Morris got the uh, got this, uh got the start, and Shamet and Green came off the bench. Uh, Marcus Morris was also able to get two uh, two assists. Shamet was able to get four assists and three rebounds, and Green got nine rebounds to add to that as well. Uh, some game notes here. Uh, like I said, the Clippers just had a just you know. A dominant game. Uh, they would lead as as many. They would lead at as, as as many. Sorry, they would lead by as many as 35 in just the second quarter. Uh, going to having a 66 to 37 lead at halftime. Paul George and Pat Beverly. Uh, they both came back from injuries tonight. Uh, George will, George would score seven of the team's first nine points, and Pat Beverly would have six points of his own. Uh, Memphis, like I said, they would have a cold for first quarter. Uh, this game started up. As a blowout early, uh, and uh, they would miss their first 10 shots, and they would only go 16. Actually, they would miss 16 to 21 overall shots, uh, as and they gave up eight turnovers in the first quarter. So it was really bad. It was a really bad game from them. They gave up 13 tur- total turnovers. Um, I don't know if this is, you know, so much as the Clippers turned the corner as much as, you know, the Grizzlies. You know, they're still trying to find themselves, and they're young. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, good job to the Clippers. You know, they snapped the three-game winning streak. But I mean, it's it is against it is against the Knicks. So I'm not gonna read too much into that one, uh, other than into saying it's a win. Good job. Let's move on to the standings. Uh, we're gonna move, uh, start off with the Eastern Conference, and of course, the Bucks are on top at forty-nine and eight. They are eight and two in their last ten. Moving on to the number two team out here, we have the Raptors at forty-two and fifteen. They are six and a half games back. They've gone nine and one in their last ten. Uh, their largest margin of—they uh, had a, a very big victory. Uh, I think it was last on uh, the night before uh, against uh, Indiana. I think it was like one twenty to like eighty-seven. That was the largest. Smart in the victory in their team history. Uh, so they're looking to get the fill gas in order to, you know, propel themselves, of course. St- you know, at least maintain that top spot, uh, one of those top spots in the Eastern Conference. Uh, They are currently fourth in total defense, only giving up a a little bit over 106 points a game. Uh, They're also second in defensive rating at 105.2. Let's move on to the number three team. Uh, We have the Celtics at 39 and 17. They are currently nine games back and they have gone eight and two in their last 10. Up next at number four, we have the Heat at 36 and 21. They are 12 games back, uh, but they've gone four and six in their last 10. Of course, their last game was a loss, of uh, course, over in overtime to Cleveland. And the story is Jimmy Butler, gives has the last two games um, with some type of personal issues. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, he's, there, he's currently their leading scorer with just over 20 points a game. And, of course, recently Dwayne Wade had his big old retirement ceremony a year after he had already retired. Yeah, moving on to the Sixers. They're the number five team out here, 36-22. and 22. At number six, we have the Pacers, of course. Again, the last time I mentioned them, well, they got blown out a couple of nights ago. Mm-mm. I don't know what to make of this team there. We're looking team at 33 and 24. At number seven, we have the Nets here at 26 and 29. Again, they're missing out on the, the services of your boy, Kyrie Irving. So we don't know what's going to happen to them either. And at number eight, bringing up the rear, we have the Magic. They are 25 and tw- 32, excuse me, 30, 25 and 32, 24 games back uh, from the first place team. They are three and seven in the last 10, of course. Uh, they don't get no good luck, they don't get no good calls, even Aaron Gordon himself um, they are currently 28th in scoring, and no they're not actually, not twenty they're actually 29th in scoring, so they're right there almost at the bottom, with 104 points 104 points a game uh, but they are first in defense Yeah, I don't know, go figure uh, with just over 105 points 105 points allowed a game and they're also 8th in defensive rating at 107.9 so, it they play good defense but they just can't they can't score I don't know what it is they don't have no shooters on their team or something something is missing uh out west of course, the Lakers are on top, forty-three to twelve, is their current record. Uh, they are seven three in the last ten. They've looked consistent, just about as consistent as you'd want a LeBron team to look. Um, I know people don't like when you talk really great about him in this good, in this day and age where there's Kawhi and everybody else, but he's winning. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but as of right now, he is the best team in the West. And despite what the Clippers have been able to muster, so and for what it's worth, it's not even like the Clippers have been able to get in the second place. They, they haven't really distinguished themselves from the Nuggets. There you go. That just speaks to the competitiveness of the Western Conference. Uh, the Nuggets are currently on top by just a half game, of course, of the Clippers, uh, but they are five games back from the, the Lakers at uh, thirty nine and thirty nine and eighteen. They are seven and three in their last ten. The Clippers, on the other hand, they are thirty eight and nineteen. Uh, they are six and five in their last ten, and they've gone f- uh, will be six and four in their last ten. Of course, the last game being. Uh, the win against, uh, well, we just talked about it. But before that, they had a blowout loss to Sacramento on the road. So this team is off and on. Uh, you kind of don't know what you're going to get for them because, of course, uh, Kawhi has been, you know, low managing. Uh, apparently now he's, you know, in game mode. He's ready to lead the team to the promised land. So we'll see what the, the rest of this, the, the rest of the regular season holds in terms of blow managing and all those concepts from him. Uh, But they are currently fifth in offense. They average 115 uh, points a game, a little bit over hundred and fifteen points a game. They're also seventh in offensive rating. Uh and they had like I said before then they had they had said before the win uh last night they would have three losses in a row and they would they would have lost uh they would they would actually lose four of the last five games right before that last win too. So they were on a significant slide. Uh again uh the, the downtrend just oh the Grizzlies, yeah they beat the Grizzlies last night. We just talked about it. But the drown, the downtrend was I mean it's I don't know, again, this is another team that I don't really know what to make of. This team is supposed to be either the number one or the number two, I guess, right behind the Lakers. The entire season is supposed to be right there next to the Lakers. The Lakers have a significant lead at this point. They have a a six-and-a-half game lead on them, and they... Are they haven't really distinguished themselves from the number two team, that being the Nuggets? So that's a very interesting the situation you have right now. Now you have the Rockets who are 37 and 20, they're at number four. They've gone, they're, they're just six and a half games out as well, uh, actually, maybe seven, uh, but they've gone uh, seven and three in the last ten, so they're. They're really clicking, you know, as opposed to going 5-5, five and five, you know, you're winning some, you're actually up 4 in the sake in the of LA, you, you had a, 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 for the Clippers, they've had a losing streak. The Rockets, they've been winning, they've been winning, putting games together in a row. Uh, I believe they are at a 4-game winning streak at the moment. James Harden is scoring 35 uh, 35 points a game at 43%, and he's also getting six rebounds and seven assists out there. So the Rockets are on the rise, despite not having a big man. Uh, they are second in scoring with 118 points a game. They're also third in field goal percentage in total, so they can score. I mean, they're, they're stringing games together. Who's to say that the Rockets don't overtake the Clippers at the third spot? It could happen. Uh, at, at 5, we have the Jazz here at 36-21. At 6, we have the Thunder at 35-22. Tw- uh, at 7, uh, and uh, seven we have the Mavericks, the last 31 team here. I think the last real, I believe, threat in the playoffs right now, of course, uh, will be the Mavericks at 35-23. As for the Thunder, I don't know if they have enough depth come playoff time. The Jazz... I gotta watch some more of them. I'm I, I, I gotta I gotta get get some more research done on them. I don't know what to make of them at this point. And finally, at number eight, we have the Grizzlies, uh, 28 and 29 at the moment, uh, 15 and a half games back, 6-4 in the last 10. Course, they took the blowout, not the, the blowout loss last night from the Clippers. Uh, they are missing one of their top scorers, Ford uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He will at least he will miss at least two more weeks with a sprained, I believe it was a sprained uh, angle for him. Oh, no, sprained left knee. Sorry, uh, he was averaging 16.9 points a game, 4.7 rebounds, and he actually was having a, a, a well significant year from the 3.9 with a 39.7 uh, percent percent shooting uh, shooting percentage there so again they're going to be missing some points and some scoring for the next couple of weeks can they get to 500 can they maintain 500 that'll be interesting to see but they are 11th in offense so maybe it's possible but I think You know, Jaron Jackson had a lot to do with that. So over the next few weeks, are they going to be able to muster up some offense? Are they going to be able to keep up with teams uh, out west? That's going to be their question to answer. All right, y'all. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to be going over some college basketball. I got to go over the top twenty-five, and I got to talk about how we got there. And then also, we're going to go over some scores there as well. All right, I'll be right back. I am back, I'm going to wrap this up for today And I'm going to be talking some college basketball And we're going to start off with the top 25 for this week uh, We have some uh, some people that have re-arrived on the list So we're going to go just through everything today, at number twenty-five, we have uh, Houston making another re- making another appearance on the top twenty-five this uh, this season. Uh, the last game, however, was a loss, fifty-nine to sixty at Memphis. They are currently twenty-one and seven, but they are first in the American Athletic Conference with an eleven to four conference record. Uh, they are currently sixteen in defense, sixteenth in the nation in defense as well. Just giving up sixty-two points a game. They are also thirty-third in defensive rating, with a ninety-two point five scored there at number 25 by number 24, excuse me. We have Michigan State, they are 18 and 9. They are two, they have two big games this week, uh, one of them coming up tonight uh, versus number 18, Iowa. Then later on in the week, they will have to travel to number 16, Penn State. That they are able to get two, they are able to close out with wins in those two games, there uh, they are currently second in the Big Ten that might push them over the top uh, and get, well, maybe they can finish out with an 11 or 12 and 6 record uh, in the conference. Uh, Well, 12 and 6 record or a uh, possible 11 and 7 record, Uh, but they would want to probably close those two games out if they really want to hold on to that, what they really think the challenge for that regular season title. Uh, Moving on to number 23, we have Ohio State. Uh, They are near the bottom of the conference uh, at number 7, I believe, Uh, but they They've they've won, I think, about a few games in a row. I I believe about three or two. Uh, But they lost one of their key scores in a big game versus Maryland earlier in the uh, well, later last week, I believe Sunday. Uh, They lost their. uh, like I said, their key scorer, junior Ford, Kyle Young, he had a high ankle sprain, so he'll be out for a significant amount of time. He was shooting at almost 60%, uh, giving him almost 10 points and also 6 rebounds. Uh, actually, almost 8 points and also uh, 6 rebounds. Uh, they are also 25th in total defense, just giving up a little bit over 62 points a game. Uh, so And they also uh, keep teams at a relatively low shooting percentage as well, about 40%, something like that. So uh, teams don't really shoot very well when they play Ohio State. Their their big thing is now is can they, uh, without their key scorer Kyle Young, can they keep up the pace offensively? At number 22, we have Texas Tech. They are also 18-9. They have two wins in a row. Uh, however, uh, they are one and four. List. They are one and four uh, in their last five games versus the top 25. Uh, their last win came January the 29th uh, with an 89 to 81 win versus West Virginia. Uh, they are currently third in the Big 12. At number 21, we have Colorado, who is 21-7. At number 20, uh, we have West Virginia at 19-9. They suffered an upset loss last night, if I'm not mistaken. At number 19, we have uh, Michigan. Now, Michigan is currently 18-9. They have five wins in a row. Uh, They are currently, well, their last game coming at Purdue, uh, a 71-63 win there. Uh, They have a big game this Sunday versus number 23 Ohio State. Of course, uh, this is uh, a very important conference game for them because they are near the top. If I'm not mistaken, they are the team to beat in the conference. Uh, not not only that, it's going to be a rivalry game as well. Uh, they are they score about 75 points for, per game, and they are 48th in field goal percentage with a 53.6 uh Percentage there. Uh, Their junior forward, uh, Isaiah Levers, he is the leader of this team with 13.6 points a game and uh, 3.8 rebounds. Moving on to number 18, we have Iowa. At number 17, we have BYU coming off a big win uh, versus uh, Gonzaga over the weekend yo ellie childs will lead the panthers in that upset victory with 28 points also 10 rebounds he would have three assists as well uh guard jake toulson would have 17 points and eight assists as well as four rebounds and uh the like i said BYU snaps gonzagas 19 game uh 19 game winning streak and uh and uh for for one, this is their first uh, conference loss this year for Gonzaga. Uh, now, BYU, as for them, they moved to 2-3, 12-3 in the West Coast Conference. There's a couple games left in the season. We will see how things shake out there. Uh, but moving on back to the top 25, at number 16, we have Penn State. Uh, they took an upset loss uh, over the weekend as well to Indiana, 68-60. to 60. They lost that game on the road in a game where... Uh, Penn State, excuse me, didn't shoot particularly well. Uh, they were down by 13 in the first half, and they were also uh, 0 from 6 uh, from 3 in the first half as well. And the first half, uh, they would only make... Th- they would Actually, not only that, did they, they go 0 and 6 from 3 in the first half, Penn State would only make 2, 3-pointers the whole game. So a very difficult shooting game, uh, shooting night from them. Uh, their leading score was for Lamar uh, Stevens. He would have 29 points and 6 rebounds, but... Uh, not a whole lot to say there, but at number 16, like I said, you have Penn State here at 20 and seven. So that leads into a very interesting fight for the Big Ten. I believe you still have uh, Michigan State there at second. I believe Penn State is somewhere in the picture uh, there as well near the top. I believe third or fourth possibly first, depending on the, their conference records. And, of course, you have Michigan uh, fighting for that regular season title as well. It will come all come down to a head this week, and we'll figure that all out. Uh, but And I will actually be talking about the conference races a little bit later on this week just to, got, just to give you guys a heads up on that and what I'm talking about between regular season conference title and uh tournament conference title because right after the regular season there's going to be a conference tournament which they like that i guess is the practice tournament that's what they like to do in college basketball it's, it's going to be crazy. But let's move on to number 15 where we have Auburn. They are 23-4. and four. uh, Number 14, we have Oregon who pretty much went 500 last week. Uh, they took a loss to Oregon State, which they shouldn't have on the road, in which they are 5-5. Five five. And, again, it's very critical. That road record is very critical because, remember, you're not playing home games uh, pretty much, I believe, in the conference tournament. On once you get to the regular at the end of the regular season, that is it for your home games. Uh, of course, the big the big uh national tournament, there is no home games. They are all neutral site games, so it's very important that a team win on the road. Oregon is a 500 team on the road. I'm iffy about them in the in the tournament. If they if their record was worse than what it was, I would consider them a bubble team because of their road record. That's just how I'm see. That's just how I'm seeing it. That's just how I feel. It's that's how I feel. That's how I mean. That's how much significance I put on the the road record. You gotta be able to win on the road because again, you will not be on. You will not be home at all in the postseason if you make it. At number uh, thirteen, we have Seton Hall. They are twenty and seven. At number twelve, we have Villanova at twenty one and six. At number eleven, we have Louisville at twenty three and six. At number ten, we finally cracked the top ten. We have a uh, Creighton here at twenty-two and six. At number nine, we have Maryland, uh, twenty-two and five. They recently suffered a loss against uh, uh, Ohio State. That kind of shifts the Big Twelve, the Big Ten race in a different direction. Because of course. Maryland was one of those top teams in the race as well. So, again, the Big Ten is going to be a very interesting conference race. I don't know who wins the, at least the regular season uh, title, let alone that conference. That's a whole nother uh, can of worms to go through. Uh, but let's get through, the, let's finish getting through the top 10. At number eight, we have Kentucky. We have uh, at 22 and 5. We have Duke at 23 and 4. Again, they were able to salvage the week after a big loss uh, by double digits to North Carolina State, who was unranked. Uh, I believe they were, a, I don't remember who they were able to beat, uh, but again, they were able to salvage that, stay in the top. Uh, 10 at number seven at number six we have florida state uh, at 24 and four now we're to the top five san diego state i'm very surprised uh they took a loss over the weekend uh a very unexpected loss to unlv i do not i do not know and this is not to sound like a a hater or nothing i do not know how they remained in the top 25 uh after a loss like that. UNLV came into this game. Mind you, this was a home loss uh for San Diego. A sixty three to sixty six loss at home to an unranked team that came in there five hundred. I would have thought San Diego State would have dropped a little bit more, but Hey, I, you know, who know Who knows? I mean, uh, for San Diego State, they were outscored 37 to 25 in the first half. Uh, Like I said, poor shooting from them. Uh, Their their shooting numbers were low. They also gave up 12 turnovers. Uh, That was three wins in a row. For UNLV, who's actually going on a high streak somewhat, uh, they've won for the last five, and just so happen to knock off one of the top teams in the nation. So, I was very surprised that they remained a top five team. That being San Diego State, but here they are, twenty six and one. At number four, we have Dayton, who jumped up a uh, spot uh, since last week. They are twenty five and two. Uh, of course, Gonzaga, Dayton drop significantly either. I thought they dropped to number eight or something because again, uh, BYU was a number 23 number twenty three team, so I thought that would at least drop Gonzaga to at least where Duke is at or something like that, maybe even six, uh, but again, they remain in the top three at 27-2, and so I don't know um, where they get that from, but again, I understand completely Baylor and Kansas. I think they're... In my opinion, two of the more consistent teams out there, uh, they play in a very competitive conference, that being the Big 12. Uh, the winner is going to come down between one of those two guys. At number two, you have Baylor at 24-2. and two. Uh, Of course, you have Kansas at 25-3. and three. Of course, they had a big time game over the weekend. Uh, of course, they are, like I said, you know the top teams in the nation. They are the top teams in a very competitive conference. Uh, uh, Kansas was able to get that win over the weekend, 64-61. to 61. Uh, Of course, for Kansas, they were led by Ford Udoka Azubuki. He would have 23 points and 19 rebounds since. Uh, and this is coming off a few games where they decided to bench him. He's just been coming uh, so hard since they put him back into the starting lineup. He's gained some more perspective, and he's pretty much been leading Kansas throughout the way. Uh, that's what I – I mean, again, and this was a pretty tight defensive game on Baylor's standpoint. I pretty much figured that it would be. Uh, but Kansas was able to get those those buckets when it counted. Uh, for Baylor, they were led by guard Jared Butler. He would have 19 points, 6 assists, and 10 rebounds. He also got 10 points from forward uh, Freddie Gillespie. Golevsky, excuse me, and also full, uh, sorry guard uh, Matthew Mayer, who would have 3 rebounds as well coming off the bench uh, for Baylor. Uh, so a couple takeaways from this game. Uh, like I said, this game was pretty much evenly. Matched in a lot of different ways, shooting percentage, uh, blocks, assists, turnovers. Uh, they matched themselves in, in, in rebounds as well. Uh, Kansas will shoot just a little bit better from the field, though, uh, at 50%, a little bit over 50%. Uh, but like I said, for Kansas, they are now sitting at the top of the Big 12. They are 13 1 the conference with just two more conference games to go. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting race uh, as far as the Big 12 is concerned. And like I said, later on this week, we will be going over uh, the some more of the conference races as well, because that is important to know. It's 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 just the, the the college basketball tradition. Right before you have the regular season, we have the conference. You know the the regular season coming to an end, you get the regular season uh champion, and of course you have the conference the conference tournament, which is very significant as well. It Kind of determines more seating and for bubble teams, which we'll talk about in that in that segment as well. Just kind of get you to a perspective there. Bubble team is a team that probably might not even make the playoffs or they need a couple more wins to solidify that they should go to the playoffs. So this is a good time for those teams as well. Uh maybe get an upset or two and maybe, you know, a season that probably wouldn't end it in the postseason run, they get some type of life to that. The the committee sees them one last time and says, Okay, um Maybe you can have a good game there so let's let's see if we can put you in there so it's going to be a significant weekend uh the next i think I think everybody's season is wrapping up this week um maybe um maybe even um Further down the line than that, maybe even like a couple more weeks. Uh, but there's a few more games left on the season for each of these teams. And uh, like I said, everybody's close to some of these conferences. And gonna, it's going to come down to the last, pretty much the last game of the year to determine a lot of these regular season champions. So uh, I'll keep you guys up to date on that. I'm calling it a wrap for today. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can be me on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is E-L-J- butler b-u-t-l-e-r seven five at gmail.com once again that is lj butler seven five at gmail.com e-l-j-b-u-t-l-e-r seven five at gmail.com um you can also hit me up on facebook at L Jamal johnny e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i i also have a uh instagram as well at L Jamal e-l-j-a-m-a-h is how you get to that and also have a facebook page for the show as well um We have uh, never out of bounds. And, uh, if you're wondering where you can listen to this, of course we have anchor. We have a few other podcast apps. I believe it's Podbean, breaker. Uh, but we have them. We're all, I'm on, I'm on all the major platforms, uh, Apple, Google, and Spotify. So look for me there. Never out of bounds. Uh, I'm I'm there. I'm there guys. Uh, Like I said, if you're looking to get in touch with me, you do have an email there. And, um, yeah, I'm calling the rap for t- for right now. I plan to be back leaving either later on tonight or uh tomorrow morning. Just depending on uh where how I'm feeling after work. I'm gonna gauge how I'm feeling after work um and how far I get through the-, the wrapping up these notes. The closer I get to these getting done with these notes I feel comfortable. Uh maybe I'll put out something tonight. If not, I'll just finish off the notes cap them off uh finalize them and i'll just have it ready for you guys in the morning but again i have some more african american uh, african african and black history to go over with you guys and uh and some more about my perspectives on that so i'll be back tomorrow either like i said tonight or tomorrow morning and uh if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll highlight you guys later